1: Today is Saturday, October 24th, 2020. On this day in 1986, the British government cut diplomatic ties with Syria over a failed airplane bombing, an attack that was allegedly planned by Syrian intelligence. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today, we're covering the fallout of Nazar Hindawi's attempt to blow up LL Flight 016. Let's go back to the Syrian embassy in London on October 24th, 1986. To avoid becoming a... The Syrian ambassador Dr. Lautov Haidar didn't want to ever hear a reporter’s voice again. It seemed that every television set in the United Kingdom was tuned to coverage of the trial, a trial that had seemingly revealed his own country’s duplicity. Just six months earlier, a terrorist named Nazar Hindawi had tried to blow up a plane. Although his plot was thwarted, the attempt made international news, especially when he claimed that the Syrian government had put him up to it. Hindawi initially claimed that a Syrian intelligence official told him the suitcase contained drugs that needed to be smuggled and sold in Tel Aviv for a fee of $250,000. $250,000 he was unaware that it actually contained an explosive. Once the bomb was intercepted, Hindawi fled to the Syrian embassy. And there, Ambassador Haidar had taken him in and allegedly advised Hindawi to cut and dye his hair in the hopes that would help him escape justice. At least that was what Hindawi claimed. But ever since the would-be bomber's arrest in April, Haidar had insisted on his country's innocence. He acknowledged that he had met with Hindawi after the bomb was discovered. But as an ambassador, it was his job to help all Syrian citizens, even those who'd committed horrendous crimes. Of course, British Parliament didn't buy his denials. They called Haidar a liar. According to the Crown, Syria's guilt was... So it only stood to reason that British and Syrian relations should fail, and on October 24th, the same day the jury delivered their guilty verdict against Hindawi, Ambassador Haidar got the news. He had one week to pack up his things and leave the embassy and the country for good. In the moment, Haidar's exit and the related terrorist trial was a shameful scandal, but few people would foresee the long-term fallout of the ambassador's ouster. Up next, a foiled terrorist bombing and how the political machine reshaped the narrative. Listeners, who doesn't love a good ghost story? Rattling chains, mysteriously moving objects, unfinished business. I am ready for all things spooky, and so is Parcast Network. Starting October 1st, we're bringing you the scariest, most hair-raising ghost stories ever imagined. Every Thursday on the new original series, Haunted Places Ghost Stories, Alistair Merton summons a new spine-tingling tale of wraiths, phantoms, and chilling apparitions. These stories come from all over the world, including Japan, India, the UK, and even ancient Rome. Don't miss stone-cold classics like The Kit Bag by Al on Blackwood, a sinister account of a condemned murderer's final wish and the lengths he'd go to fulfill it, and the Miserere, a Spanish tale of a wandering musician who hears a terrifyingly beautiful song in a burned-out monastery and is doomed to capture its notes until he dies. You can find and follow Haunted Places Ghost Stories free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, October is our favorite month and one of our busiest. So make sure to search Parcast Network in the Spotify search bar to see all our new shows.
0: This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all.
1: The United Kingdom shut down the Syrian embassy and cut diplomatic relations entirely. It was a dramatic response to the failed terrorist plot to blow up an airplane. The would-be bomber, Nazar Hindawi, said that Syrian intelligence agents had bribed him to commit the attack, but they didn't tell him to involve his fiancee, Anne Marie Murphy. Hindawi and Murphy had met in 1985, She'd worked as a maid at the London Hilton, where he was staying as a guest. They soon began dating, right up until the end of the year when Murphy announced she was pregnant with Hindawi's child. Unwilling to be a father, Hindawi left her. But the next April, Hindawi suddenly reinitiated contact. He said he wanted to marry Murphy and raise the child, but only if she'd fly to Israel a few days later for the wedding. He also insisted that they take separate flights. If any of that struck Murphy as strange, she didn't speak up. Since she was five months pregnant, she probably didn't want to rock the boat and risk alienating Hindawi again. Before the trip, Hindawi bought Murphy a new suitcase. She had no way of knowing it had a secret hidden bottom containing a plastic explosive especially because Hindawi generously helped her pack the bag, ensuring she wouldn't examine it too closely. He also gave her a calculator, saying it was a present for a friend in Israel. During the drive to the airport, he asked her to take it out of the bag so he could test some of its features. Murphy couldn't imagine he was actually setting a timer. Unaware of the ticking bomb, murphy cleared security without issue she almost made it all the way to the plane except a security guard thought her suitcase seemed unexpectedly heavy when he examined the bag he found the explosive the bomb never went off but it still blew up murphy's entire life For the next four months, she had to grapple with the knowledge that her fiancé had used her and her unborn child, not caring that they would have died on the aircraft along with everyone else. By the time the trial began that fall, Murphy's love had curdled into loathing. On the stand, she made eye contact with Hindawi and yelled... You bastard, you. How could you do this to me? I hate you. I hate you. You're wicked. And the jury sympathized with her. On October 24th, the same day that the UK cut ties with Syria, Hindawi was sentenced to 45 years in prison. His conviction made it easy for officials to cut ties with the Syrian government that had allegedly sponsored him. By October 31st, Ambassador Haidar and his staff had left the embassy and were boarding their flights back to Damascus. The UK and Syria were no longer allies. At least officially. But a few years later, the Crown reversed course. So did the United States and Canada, both of whom had withdrawn ambassadors from Syria following the bombing. The renewed relationship wasn't because of brilliant diplomacy. It stemmed from more complicated motivations tied to the Red Scare. In the 1980s, Syria and the Soviet Union were close allies, even though they also had ties to the UK and the United States. The Western superpowers considered Syria a sort of unofficial middleman in the Cold War, like how divorced parents might question their child about what their ex-spouse is up to. But after the bombing plot, as long as the UK and Syria weren't speaking to one another, they missed out on important intelligence. The capitalist world needed the two nations to make up. So in 1986, the French and Greek governments both publicly announced that they weren't convinced that Hindawi was a Syrian agent. And in 1990, while the Gulf War raged, the U.K. normalized relations with Syria once more. It wasn't because of a sudden new finding about Hindawi's motives. It wasn't because Syria or Ambassador Haidar were vindicated. Instead, the U.K.'s decision was all about politics. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. To hear more about the scandals that shaped United States policy, be sure to check out Political Scandals on Spotify. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other originals for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Joshua Kern. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Angela Jorgensen, with writing assistance by Abigail Cannon. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Remember to join Alistair Murden every Thursday for the all-new series Haunted Places Ghost Stories. Don't miss the most chilling spirits ever imagined by authors from around the world. Follow Haunted Places Ghost Stories free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.